to worship the true and living God. Let us stand this morning as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest.
Good morning, amen. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath. Come on now. We can do better. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath. I know this may have been a rough week for you, but can we just say happy Sabbath? Happy Sabbath. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. For he is truly a worthy God to be praised. A God that is still doing big things. A God that is still doing great things. He's a marvelous God. He's an amazing God. He's a promise keeper. He takes care of you even when you're not even aware of it. He steps in when, when no one else will. He shows up and he shows out. So this is the day that the Lord has made. And, and I just want to rejoice and give him praise. Just want to give him glory. Just want to give him all the honor because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. And I thank him for loving me. I thank him for caring for me. I could just testify and stay there all day long. And if I was to go out in the audience and pass this mic around, I know you guys would just take over talking about how good God is. Protecting you from danger seen and unseen. Covering you in the midst of hardship. Doing those things that no one else can do. So I praise God for the Sabbath. Thank God for you. I want to take this opportunity to introduce myself. My name is Pastor Jonathan B. Fields Jr. And I want to thank God for being the pastor of this amazing church. To all of our online family, guests, and friends, we want to thank God for you as well. Um, we have a nice online presence, and we praise God for you. Don't want to overlook anyone. Um, we also want to give acknowledgement to those that are here in the house. I see some new faces, uh, maybe new to me, but I know they're not new to you. And I'm just going to invite my elder to come up, Elder Harris, and just come and introduce your family to us, please. To my before I left, that's my aunt Yvonne, all the way from Florida. Yeah. Amen. My cousin Nelson Boone and his wife Susan from Milwaukee, a racing Wisconsin. You know what? Corey, stand up. Six six Corey. And his girlfriend Holly, all, all the way from Indianapolis. Amen. 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 I was just in Indianapolis less than 24 hours ago. Come on. Um, but God is good. We want to welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise. I pray that this will be an experience that will last you for the lifetime. That day when Jesus cracked the sky, you'll be able to rejoice on the sea of glass. Talking about how the fellowship at Tabernacle of Praise just kept you in the pocket. Come on, somebody. And that he's a good God and he's worthy to be praised. Amen. We want to just take this moment. We are um, celebrating birthdays this month. Amen. The month of May. Um, I know my daughter's birthday is today, uh, Miss Olivia. I know she's in Jackson, Mississippi, and she may be viewing us right now. But I want to wish you a happy birthday, my daughter. And all of those that are celebrating birthdays in the month of May, can you just wave your hands? Did we miss anybody? Last week we celebrated. Christy, she said, oh, don't worry. I can celebrate it again. Sister Lewis. Amen. When, when is your day, Sister Lewis? My mom's birthday. Thank you. She remembered my mom's birthday. Same as Christie's. I'm going to have to remember those two. If anybody else's, Christy, I got you. 
Sister Lewis, I got you. May 6th. I'm going to ask my wife to help me to remember that. You 6th too, Elder Joseph, brother? The 29th. Amen. Now, cause, well, anyone else to 29th, the 6th? May the 6th. 76. May the 6th. Amen. She's passed. But this year would have been 76 years. Amen. May the 6th. We have at least three in the house. My mom, boy, that's a praise the Lord. Anyone else? May the 6th. Or May. How about May? Okay, we were stuck on the 6th. Sister Carol, yours, mate? May the 6th? I'm about to drop the mic. <laughs> Come on, can we put our hands together? For May the 6th birthday. That was a busy day in the <laughs> ER. May the 6th. Well, we want to celebrate with you. Can we sing happy birthday to all of our May birthdays? Amen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to It's good to see Sister Rose back in the house, amen. She's amen. been out, amen, for a few weeks, but we're glad that you're back. Praise God for you, amen. Um, we want to turn to our announcements now. Um, um, Brother Lewis, um, I wasn't able to pull those up. My phone, while he's pulling those up, just want to just share with you, um, my phone will not come on. I had a, 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 I had a, what you call it, a bloopers or issue just the other day. And uh, my phone, I had it in the trunk. Um, and as I sh hit the button for the trunk to shut, because I was trying to get something out with my light pointed down so I can see, and forgot that I had my phone up in the trunk. And when I realized that I was on the other side of the car, and by the time these 57-year-old legs <laughs> got back around to the trunk of the car, I heard crunch, crunch, crunch. So I'm going to ask Eldon, I meant to mention this to you earlier, um, if you need to get a hold of me, please get with the elder and he'll be able to reach me, amen, until I can get, it's a, there's a little bend in there, so I, I, you know, I saved the case, but I didn't save the phone, come on somebody. So just want to share that, so I don't, my announcements were on here, but um, they're on the screen, so we just want to ask you to turn your attention to the screen as we'll be celebrating Dad Harris on tomorrow. Um, we want to keep the Harris family in prayer. Um, so we'll be at Northside Seventh-day Adventist Church at 5 p.m. So we want to encourage you to keep the Harris family in prayer. Also, we want to remind you of our camp meeting um, purpose that is coming up on June 9th through the um, 11th. Um, we have a family fun day. They call it the CSC Event Health Family Olympics. Amen. I was in it last year. Um, I will not be in it this year. Um, I, I pulled a, a muscle, and I was out for a little while. So we will not be doing that again. Come on, somebody. But for those of you who are brave, those of you who are courageous, you can sign up for the, the Olympics and take part in that special day. Also, our Central States Town Hall meeting 
um, will be June the 17th. Um, this is our SLAM meeting. Uh, we encourage everyone to be a part of this special day. It will take place at 7 p.m. and it will be held at the Berean Seventh-day Adventist Church um, on June 17th. Also on June 17th, our guest speaker will be um, our president, um, uh, Elder Roger Bernard. So we want you to mark your calendar for that special event. And also, you'll probably hear more about this, Sister Lakita. I'm going to try to help you um, announce this so that when you get up here, you can just go right on into that tie thing. Come on, somebody. <laughs> go back, Brother Lewis, if you don't mind. Uh, we want to encourage you, our backpack Sabbath. We want you to bring, I think it's erasers. Ink pens. Ink pens. So we did erasers. We want you to bring ink pens this month. Um, the month of um, May was flat erasers, but I think she said markers. Um, so listen, we need your assistance. We can't do this by ourselves. We want to flood. I think we want to get over 200, I think you said. And we need that number. And we can do it, amen, with your help. So we encourage you to bring your items so that we can fill these backpacks. And we had a picture of the backpack last week. It is the clear backpack. Unfortunately, we're living in a time where they need to see what's coming in, amen, and what's going out. So clear backpacks is what we're in need of. And also there will be a farewell Vespers for um, um, Sister Drosty at Berean on May 29th, I mean 27th, for those that want to celebrate her. She's our lead teacher um, at the St. Louis Unified School. She will be moving on, and um, they will be having a special day for her. Um, the virtual breakfast. Um, at Agape, um, we want to encourage you to mark your calendars for that special day as well. At this time, we do want to just go ahead and acknowledge every one of you. We thank you for being here today. Um, ask that you would just continue to govern yourself accordingly as we continue to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. If you could just bow your heads with me as I offer up a word of prayer. Lovely Lord, our Father and God, again, we're so thankful, privileged, honored, and blessed to be able to come before you on this amazing Sabbath. We thank you for our guests, family, and friends that have chose to worship with us today. And we ask, as always, Father, that you do what you do and to create in us a clean heart, renew the right spirit within us, and let us not leave here the same way we came. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Happy Sabbath.
Give him praise anyhow. Because I've been singing hallelujah all day. Since he woke me up this morning, I've been giving him the praise. I've been singing. I've been shouting. I've been humming. I've been thinking. I've been blessing. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. 
all day. Woo, praise God. Boy, the enemy know he tried. But God is still good. And we still trust him. Even when we can't trace him. And we still believe in him. When believing is unbearable. And we still hold on. Even if we have to holler. We're going to trust him anyhow. Because he's good like that. And the enemy knows that he has but a very short time. His time is running out. Matter of fact, his time has ran out. Soon as Jesus stepped out of the grave, it was over. See, it wasn't in fact that he died, which I praise God for his death. But it was that resurrection morning when Jesus declared that now all power has been given unto me. And so we bless him today. We honor him today. And the more the enemy press me, the more I give praise and honor and glory to God. That's how you fight. That's how you fight that battle. You don't go back with him toe to toe because you can't box the devil. Come on, somebody. But Jesus can. See, Jesus has given us the, the uh, command to trust him, to believe him, and to cast it on him. And he'll be the one to deal with it. We want to continue with our time of prayer today. Now, we have started a tradition here where we've been praying over each family. And we want to continue that um, prayer, that, that tradition, as we continue to gather all of the names of our members. We started that process, and we will continue it. But we don't want anyone to be overlooked or no one to be left out because we want to be intentional about prayer. So we want to encourage you at this time, for those that are sick and shedding, we want to remember our sister Elaine. We want to remember her in prayer this morning. Amen. Thank you so much. We also want to remember um, all of those that are battling with health challenges. We want to remember the Harris family, as we will be funeralizing Dad Harris on tomorrow. We also want to ask that you would just call out the name of our conference. We're going through a, a season at this time where we need your prayers. We want to remember our school, the slam area, as we seek to do great and mighty things in this area. For those of you who choose to come close, we encourage you to come down to the altar. But for those of you who choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you can reverently kneel as we look to our Lord and Savior in prayer. It's prayer time. Let us pray. Jesus. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we are so thankful, blessed, honored to be able to come before you on this Jesus. beautiful Sabbath day. We thank you, God, for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. For you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. So we thank you, Father. We thank you for what you do. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you, oh God, for just being who you are. As always, Father, without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do anything. We're more than conquerors. So now, God, have your way. Have your way in the name of Jesus. We pray this prayer. As we gather, oh God, as we seek your face, we ask that you remember Sister Elaine. Ask that you will cover and keep her, O oh God. 
We ask you to do this, oh God, because if you don't do it, it cannot, shall not, and will not get done. We ask you to remember all of those who are sick and shut in. Go before them, oh God. Let them see you in the midst of these difficult times. Cover the Harris family. Walk with them. Talk with them. Let them know, oh God, that you are theirs and they're yours. Hold them up with your righteous right hand. I ask you, oh God, to continue to walk with Tabernacle of Praise. For the enemy is busy, oh God, but we know that you have this already taken care of. So we ask you, to God, to go before. Be with our conference, oh God. Be with our online family and friends. Be with those that are physically in this house. That you will let them experience you. Let us not leave here the same way we came. But let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing and what you are about to do. We ask you, oh God, to have your way today. And as always, Father, we give you praise. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Allow your Holy Spirit to do what it do. Create in us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within us. That wherever we go, God, whatever we do, your name will be glorified. This we ask in the blessed name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. But I thank him for doing the first part of our message, but we have a second part <laughs> about the backpack Sabbath. Now, so we're uh, collecting 200 of each item, not 200 things, but 200 of each items. So we have, I'm giving you a rundown of the numbers so you can know where we need to go. And I know Tabernacle Praise always rise to the occasion. So we have spiral notebooks. We have 103. We still need 97. Pencils, we have 34 boxes. We need 166 boxes. Erasers, we have 220 boxes. We need zero, thank God. Crayons, we have 29 boxes. We need 171 boxes. Ink pens, we have two boxes. We need 198 boxes. And then highlights, we, highlighters, we have 16, but we need 184. But I'm confident that God is going to bless every person up in here. And we are going to meet those numbers. I am confident. I have, because God knows what the people in the community need. Now, if they only need two boxes of crayons, well, okay, that's all he's going to give us. But I don't believe that. I think there's a, people are in need of a lot of stuff. And it's going to become a little bit worse as time gets on. We already know that. That's predicted. It's prophesied. And we know it. So that's that for that. I want you to remember that we have our... Um, Suicide Prevention Conference coming up. Get busy telling everybody that you know. And we would like for you to come as well because what we want to do is prevent suicide. So we want you to know what to do in the event that someone you know becomes suicidal. So it's, um, at this point, we're looking to have it 
in person, and we will stream it as well. So that's, those are the goals for that. Then we have our wonderful, wonderful concert coming up. I don't have the date, but that's in December. And don't think, oh, that's a long way off, because we're almost at June. And that was fast. That was really fast. So we want to, and we want you to remind you that this is a fundraiser for the poor. So please start now returning a special offering, not, you know, don't take a little bit from the offering you're giving, a special offering to say thank you, Lord, that you're able to do it, right? That you're able to do it. And with that, we're going to reflect on God's goodness, and I need you guys to tell the person across the street, to tell the little girl next door, God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. He is so faithful to us. Amen. Man, I woke up this morning. Did anybody else wake up? Amen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There are no dead people walking around. Amen. We are all up and living, and God is good, and we have breath of life. And with that, because the pastor tells me what to do, and I do it, right? We will remind you all, because he is so good to us, we simply return a portion of what he gives us. We simply return that. And because we like lights and gas and electricity, we give a thank you offering. Every time God gives to us, we return and give to him. Now, don't get upset with the pastor and decide you're not going to give to God because you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. Don't do that. Don't do that because that money is not going to him. It's going to help other people get to know about God and it's going to build up where you worship. And I like worshiping in a nice place. I love this color blue. I got on blue today. So I want Jan to come up. She has a, Jan always have the best best testimonies ever. But I'm going to read this. Just come on up here, girl. Don't play. But so shall, but so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you, pay attention. You shall be, uh, shall be your minister. Who shall be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So I'm going to, she's going to share with us how she was a servant to all and how the Lord blessed her. Amen. Amen. I think I'm going to say this before I give it to you because we're going to close out. Okay, so I want to say this to everybody here. I'm reading um, Obama's book. Obama started in the community. He started going around talking to people and fixing what was in the community. In the community. He didn't start up in Washington. He didn't start, he started in the community. Might your gold, might your pathway be started in the community as a servant? So that's where we're going to start it. Good morning and happy Sabbath. Good morning. So my testimony reminded me to continue to have faith in God and as the pastor shared last week to trust in his timing. So I'm always looking for opportunities to grow professionally and advance in my career and a few years back I saw this position posted that I thought would be ideal. So I applied for the position, didn't even get the interview. 
So I was disappointed, but I continued to gain experience in different areas. So meanwhile, Sister Lakita invited me to join with her with the Save Our Youth Behavioral Health Program, the Tabernacle of Praise Community Counseling Center, and the Eastern Area Women's Federation doing health talks. So I've been doing this for several years. So this past fall, I saw the same position posted again. So I said, well, I'm gonna apply and see what happens. So I got the first interview and that went really well. And then they called me back for the second interview. Now for this interview, I had to do a health presentation to the interview panel and then a question and answer session. And I immediately thought, wow, this is what I've been doing for the past right. few years. Right. So, yeah, amen. So went into the interview, everything went really well, and they did offer the position to me. All right. Amen. So when I reflected on the whole experience, I realized that God had given me an opportunity by working with these agencies and doing these health talks to prepare, not just to get accepted into the interview, but for this new role. And again, I want to remind us, always have faith in God. We don't understand how he works all the time. We don't understand why things don't happen when we want it to, but we can trust that everything is going to work out for our good. And because I'm um, by nature entrepreneur, so here's what I'm thinking. She can take that vet anywhere. She can get on the internet. She can promote those health and well, uh, what those, those health talks, she's calling them health talks. She can promote that. She can push that. She can charge people. And that thing is all over the world. Just a little thing that she started off doing for Jesus. Work for the Lord. You work for him, he'll work for you. Right. Take a good day. Tithe and offering. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So Yes, yes, yes. I'm so sorry. I almost didn't give you guys a chance to praise God. Forgive me. Will the deacons come forward and give everybody an opportunity to just sh shower God with your love and with your, with your uh, sacrificial giving? All right. Most honorable Father, we are so grateful for an opportunity to share once again. We praise your holy name that you've given us a portion that we can return to you. And we just Thank you so much for blessing us. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you return these offerings from a um, secular use to a sacred use so that many may be saved and that the joy of the Lord will rest upon us. In Jesus' name we pray and praise you always. Amen.
even me, Lord, even me. Let some drops, just some, fall on me. Just some. Just some. Thank you so much. Even me. I feel a praise right there. Mm. Hallelujah. Even me. We're going to go ahead into our word, of, the word of God today, found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. As always, we ask that you to stand in honor of God's word, Isaiah, chapter 40. We want to start with verse 28. And read down to verse 31. Amen. Thank you, Sister Jan, for that testimony. Amen. You affirm the message. Uh, we read this responsibly, um, starting with verse 28. Um, it says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faint nor is weary. He's understanding. His understanding is unsearchable. Verse 29. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall altogether. But those who wait, Amen. Today, we want to just speak on the topic, pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you for what you have done, what you are doing, and what you are about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, but at the same time, uh, the message today, the title um, can be taken so many ways. But as I thought of this through prayer and not knowing where to go and how to deal with the message for today, um, the Lord, honestly speaking, laid this on me. I have to be real with you this morning. There are some things that are going on, not just in our country, not just in the news, not just in St. Louis, but right here in our church. There are some things that are going on, and I dare to say not just this church, but churches throughout all of Christendom. I've come to realize that these times that we're in are very crucial times. The times that we are in are very important times. 
the times that we're in, and it's sad to say that when the message of God goes forth, the truth of the matter is many of us, if not most of us, but I just dare to say all of us, we do leave here the same way we came. Put a pen right there, maybe even a pause, and let that marinate. Because I want to be honest with you today that me standing here is not for my own health. Now, let me put another pen. We're going to be pinning all through this message. Because I want to be honest, transparent, and upfront with you this morning. That as our message, while we are here in the physical space, they're also being streamed online. And there may be someone that is not viewing the message today that may come across our channel down the road. And the message that is being spoken today may be that message that saves somebody's soul. So I have to be honest with you today that when things happen, they happen for a reason. Let that marinate a little bit. Because too often times we get upset, we get mad, and we get into our feelings because things are not being perceived or done the way that we think that they should. Uh-huh. Yeah, we make phone calls. Now, let me put another pin because I've been in prayer. And one of the things that I've been praying about, and for those of you who understand my plight and know what just happened a few months ago, amen, and know where I was a few months ago. I have to be real with you this morning that I cannot, and I've been praying, Lord, don't allow me. Do not, please do not allow me. Do not let me use this desk for personal gain. Do not let me use this desk to beat folk over the head. Let me, God, not use this spot to be a batter ram for my own personal. So, with that being said, I prayed about it. I talked to God about it. I've been convicted about it. And I believe that what God got to say today is not just for me, but is for you. It may not sound good. It may not come across pretty. I don't want to put a, 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 a what they call it, a, a disclaimer. Because the one thing about a disclaimer that I've come to learn is that when people use a disclaimer, they say, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there, as if that gives you the license now to say what you want, do what you want. I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. So if I fit, no, 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 no disclaimers, no disclaimers. Uh, 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 you know, uh, because God didn't do a disclaimer. God didn't say, no, no. No, no, no. This is what it is. Either you're going to take it or not. That's it. See, we are in the time of this history, of earth history, where the, this, the, the clock is running out. The clock is running out, and too many times we leave, we come, we see, we saw, we bought the T-shirt, and we go back to our same old, same old. And there is no change. There is no conviction. There is no repentance. There, there, there is none of that. It just, we just had a good, you know, even me, Lord, had a wonderful time. The bass player doing his thing. The drummer kept us in the pocket. The, 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 um, the keyboard is, you know, with all the rolls and all them. It was good. And I can't wait to get back next week. But my life. As a believer, has not changed. 
My relationship with Jesus has even me. That's what the word said. In other words, Lord, even me, let some of the drops fall on me. Let some of the blessings fall on me. That's what we want. See, we want God to bless us, but we're not trying to bless him. You see, we want God to move on our behalf, but we're not moving on God's behalf. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't a bat around message. This is a reality message because you have to understand that we're in some very dangerous times. And that the enemy is playing for keep. Oh, yes, he is. You see, Jesus spoke to Judas. I'm going to get to the text, but I got to, I got to share this with you. Because even Judas, when Jesus told him, he said, one of you tonight will betray me. The one that dips his hand in this bowl with me will be the one that betray He didn't try to convince Judas out of it. Now, one time in the text, help me, y'all. Now, 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 one time did Jesus go to Judas to try to twist his wrist, to try to convince him, to try to talk him off the ledge. Even when Jesus, Jesus went to Peter and said, Peter, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Jesus didn't go to Peter and say, come here, Peter. Please, Peter, don't do it. Please, Peter, don't do it. The devil was trying. Please. He didn't plead. He simply told him this is what's going to happen. And here it is, family of God. Even Peter didn't believe it. In the midst of Jesus. And Peter left Jesus' presence the same way he came. And when he fell... The Bible said he wept bitterly. I'm simply trying to help somebody from weeping bitterly. So I'm asking you today, as you listen to this message, as I speak about pumping your brakes, understand what the message is saying. Don't listen to, to, to me. Please don't. Because I get it. I'm a human. Yeah, you cut me, I'll bleed. I used to say if you cut me, I'll cut you back, but I've been saved since then. I've been, I'm saved now. So, so I stick with the, if you cut me, I'll bleed. So I just want you to understand that I'm, I'm a real person. So I get it. I may not be fans all the time. I may not be in your, in your, in your favorite list all the time. I get that. I realize that. I'm okay with that because I wasn't sent here to stay in your top ten. Hello? Because let's, let's just be honest in here, as you sit out there looking at me, you're not in everybody's top ten. You see, it's easy to look at the preacher and want to throw a disclaimer on the preacher and say, the preacher, you this, you that, and the other. But let me help you out, baby girls and baby boys. Let me just be real with you up in here. You're not on everybody's top ten. You ain't liked by everybody. So don't get it twisted and make it seem like the pastor or the or, 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 you know have to walk a certain way. Let me tell you something. You gotta walk just as tight of a rope that I have to walk. Because at the end of the day, the foot of the cross is level. No big eyes, no little U's. He's not gonna ask you your occupation. What makes you think he's gonna ask me about my occupation? Well, you a preacher, you need to get in that line. No, 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 no. There was only one road, one line. Either you're going to make it or you're not. There's no go, there is no purgatory. There is no middle room. There is no waiting. 
Until Jesus decides if you've been good or bad, naughty or nice, checking you off some list. That's not how that works. He says, whosoever will, let him come. I'm not begging you to come. No, no. I'm not laying awake at night, can't sleep at night. No, no, none of that. I'm telling you, I slept three times in one day yesterday. Woke up, ate, and went back to sleep. Yes, sir. Because, see, let me, let, listen, I said, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Just get in the text. That, that, that pump your brakes got me going. I like the title. But let me just, I just want to get you in there real good. What time is it? I got time. I got a whole hour and 30 minutes. Yes, sir. After the week I had and, 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 and the news that I just received sitting here on this front row that my van door was open and two guys was hovering around it. Come on, somebody. Distractions. And I'm trying to come back in here and pray the prayer of faith with all this stuff going on up here. Let me tell y'all something. You better quit playing. Because he don't want this message to go forth distractions and all this stuff coming. I'm trying to get into Jesus. So, <laughs> had to just share that. Because our text simply tells us of some things that it behooves every Christian to mark down. You see, when we look at this chapter in, chapter of, in, in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, uh, uh, the chapter in Isaiah, it is, a, it is a wonderful song of praise. This is a worship time. This is a time where Isaiah is beginning to praise God uh, for, uh, 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 as it relates to uh, uh, creation. You see, to God who is above all, who knows all and has no equal, a God who is not just the glorious creator and a sustainer of creation, but a God who has also, he cares about his people. The God, the creator, the sustainer, care about you and all of your flaws and all of your ways and all of your wickedness. God says, I still care about you. And it is my desire. I can just see him right now. God's heart is palpitating because he longs to see you with him. And many times we look at God as if it's just another God, another event. We look at church as if it's just another time of the day, another day of the week, another opportunity to just come and see family and friends, just another moment in time. And we're not recognizing that God established the church for a reason. Ecclesia, he established it for a reason. And so this passage is especially a 31, my sister, a 31, those who wait. You see, this is a Christian's anthem. Those who wait. This has been a favorite of the Lord's people for thousands of years. All these verses are simply a blessing because they simply speak about who God is and about that he does care for his people. That's what the text is saying. That God is God all by himself. 
the creator, the sustainer, the ruler, and he's also a God that care about you, not just you uh, as, as it relates to your salvation, but let me help you out. God cares about you and your own personal. The smallest thing in your life God cares about. God cares about who you're dating. God cares about your children. God cares about your job choices. God cares about your career choices. God cares about what you put in your body. God cares about what you put in your mind. God cares about you as an individual. He cares whether you live or whether you die. This God that we're talking about, so when we're talking about those that wait, I want to be honest with you. We're not talking about everybody. How do I know? Because everybody ain't waiting. Everybody's not standing by and waiting to see the salvation of the Lord. Many of us have ran ahead of God. And the Spirit of God is simply saying you need to pump your brakes. Because you're heading down the road of destruction. You think you know, but you really don't know. Because, see, we rely on our history. We rely on the fact that I've been in this for a very long time. We rely on the fact I know this person or that person. We rely on the wrong stuff. And we're not relying on the things of God. We're not relying on the Spirit of God to let you know that this is wrong. How many times have the Spirit tried to stop? you from saying something and you ran ahead and said it anyway how many times had the spirit of God showed up and tried to detour you from going down the wrong path but you decide to do your own thing anyway how many times have God tried to show up in your circumstances but you chose made a conscious decision to go about it your own way how many times and God is saying you need my family to pump your brakes because you're ahead headed for a road of destruction now I said all I said earlier so that you will understand that this is not me but this is something that God has been dealing with me about because enough is enough many a times we're not understanding the detriment that we find ourselves in we're not understanding the, the seriousness of this uh, of, of this thing called heaven and hell we play around with it as if it's just a thing to do and i get it i get it i've been there before i've heard the older folks say uh, jesus is coming sooner and I've heard them say this here back in the 80s. I heard them say it back in the 90s. We're in 2023, and I'm still hearing, I'm still hearing, and even preaching them that Jesus is coming soon. Well, if that's when it's soon, what does soon really look like? What does it really look like? You mean soon? Well, well as soon, if, if soon was a face. <laughs> Let me leave it right there. Uh, 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 Jesus, Jesus said, he's, I'm coming soon. And so here it is. Isaiah's song is a response to a, uh, to, to, to a complaint uh, that God didn't know what his people were going through. This is what we're dealing with. As if God was out of touch with his creation. 
that he was dis- distant and uncaring, and, it's, and, 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 and it echoes the cry of many people today of, where was God when my mama died? Where was God when my daddy died? Where was God when I failed? Where was God if God's such a good God? then why did he allow this to happen? If God is such a good God, then how is it then that he can stand by and watch all of the chaos and all of the destruction? See, you're missing the point. You see, God uses these things to draw folk closer to him. You have to understand that trouble don't last always. But when you fail to realize that the weeping endures for a night, that the joy comes in the morning, when you don't recognize that uh, you missed the point um, and you start looking at God sideways uh, as if God then lost his mind. Uh, but I want to help you out this morning. Uh, God didn't lose his mind. Uh, could it be uh, that you own some other kind of juice? Uh, could it be that you messing up uh, and it's not God? Uh, could it be instead of you blaming yourself, you just blaming God? Because all through history, uh, I've come to learn uh, that we don't want to own up to our mess. Uh, It's easy to look at somebody else uh, and blame somebody else. Uh, Come here, Adam. Adam blamed Eve. Come here, Eve. Eve blamed the devil. Come here, devil. And the blame game continues. And we don't want to own up to our own mess. We don't want to own up to our own foolishness because we don't want to pump our brakes. We want to keep doing what we like, living how we like, walking how we like, talking how we like, doing whatever we big and bad enough to do because we feel that God didn't come yet. He didn't come when my mama said it. He didn't come when my daddy said it. When big mama said it. When auntie said it. I could just keep living how I'm living. Doing what I'm doing, baby girl. Baby boy, I'm just trying to help you to understand. You need to pump your brakes. Recognize the danger that's around you. Understand that all things that glitter is definitely not gold. Huh. Oh, 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 yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. God sees. God has not lost his mind. God sees everything. He understands everything. And the reality is sometimes God allows stuff to show up in your life because you need a touch. You need a, re- a, a, a reminder, family of God, because we've lost our way. We so caught up in, the, in, in all of the stuff, the glitter, the glamour. We so caught up in that we don't realize that, that you have veered off course. That you so far away from your destination, you just clapping your hands, patting your feet, and you're going in the wrong direction and don't even realize it. And the reality is some of us, some of us, we don't even care. There's this book called The Great Controversy. And in that book, uh, Ellen White talks about uh, uh, Satan and the devil. She talks about how there are times when he, he simply show up in the church. Oh, oh, oh yeah, talks about how uh, sometimes he's there before you get there. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Talks about how the enemy show up and all these different forms and fashion. And we sit and we and we chitterbook and we lollygag and we hang out and don't realize that this person right here is used. Do you not know that every time in the Bible you heard Satan showed up, he showed up in somebody? It wasn't a physical form as if he was standing there in physical form. Do you not know he have no legs to walk? He use you. And we so blind and so gullible and so confused in our doctrine and in our beliefs that we simply allow it to happen. We just simply going with the flow. We just going to just go with it because that's sister so-and-so or that's brother so-and-so. What, 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 what Isaiah is trying to bring us to an understanding is, is that God has not forgotten about you. So when you acting up like that, God see you. Don't ever think God uh, uh, di didn't see or God can't hear. He said, do you not know? Have you not heard? Do you not understand that he never sleep? Nor does he slumber. Do you not know that his eyes are watching, going to and fro? But we don't care. Can I just be honest with you in here? That's why we do what we do because we don't recognize the fact that God is still watching. We do what we want, how we want, when we want. And this is my prayer. That at the end of this message today, at the end of our time today, that we will come to a real have come to Jesus moment where we'll start doing some things that is pleasing to God. That we'll start repenting, start apologizing, start making some wrongs right instead of brushing it under the rug. And the thing is getting higher and higher to the point you just put a flower pot on it and call it decoration. As if nobody see it. This awkward thing in the middle of your house. And you skipping through your tulips as if nobody see it. As if we just blind, busted, and can't be trusted. And it's right there. The obvious is right there. And I just got to be real with you. And I'm praying. On, now, 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 this is my prayer that I've been praying about for a very long time. That God will help me to deal with shysty folk. Because that's something even back in the day before I even became a believer. That was one thing that great my nerves. Is a person that smile in your face. And then turn around and stab you in the back. And then I have to, as a pastor, here it is, here it is. You're the pastor. You're supposed to just be loving and kind and, and the pastor this. Let me tell y'all something up in here. Just because I'm a pastor don't mean I have to be able to deal with everybody all the time. Even Jesus didn't deal with them. There were times when Jesus left the Pharisees standing right in their tracks. Because he understood that they're not there yet. Ain't no sense in me wasting my time trying to convince somebody that don't want to be convinced. But that's, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. But I'm going to tell you what's hard. What's harder than that. When they, get to, when, when, they, when they realize that they didn't make it into the kingdom. And then the scroll is rolled back and, and all the opportunities, I do not want it to be said as a pastor that I didn't make it clear. 
that I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I know, I know you, you know, we, we Christians, you know, and I'm, and I'm even considering the changing that word because, see, when we use the, see, a Christian, for those that may not know, a Christian means what? Christ-like. See, I could let that marinate right there, but I don't know if y'all going to get it, but I'm going to have to go a little further. You see, a Christian means Christ-like. So when you're Christ-like, that means you are doing things like Christ. That means that you are talking like Christ. That means you are living like Christ. The reality is, we ain't living like Christ. We ain't talking like Christ. We ain't thinking like Christ. So how can I call you a Christian when you're not looking like Christ? Acting like Christ. Believing like Christ. How can I call? Because you showed up. Because you sing in the praise team? Because you top notch on the keys? That doesn't classify you as a Christian. Sister Brenda, I'm sorry. Because you the head usher? That's my friend. We go, we go back a few years, just a few years. That doesn't classify you as a Christian. Quit claiming something you're not. I'm trying to help you in. I'm not trying to make somebody mad. If you're going to get mad, that's on you and the devil. Because I'm doing what my assignment is. My assignment is to let you know the errors of your ways. And you're wrong. Just as wrong as two left shoes. And if we skip up out of here as mad and upset, take it to the Lord in prayer. Don't bring it to me. <laughs> take it because I'm taking my cues from God. So you bring it to me. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the same thing I'm telling you now. I ain't going to switch. No, no, I don't do that. I'm not going to tell you one thing over here and then get behind closed doors and tell you something else. The devil is a liar. I got one face. And here it is. Like it, love it, but don't die hating it. Come on, somebody. That's how I live. That's how I roll. That's how I believe. I'm convicted by this thing. I love everybody. I don't, boy, I'll tell you. So here it is. Got about another hour and 29 minutes. I got you. I got you. I got you. You see, we have to understand when we look at this text right here, verse 28, Isaiah writes about the names of God. He says, everlasting God. You see, this is a name, what we call Elohim Elam. In other words, this name identifies God as the eternal God. There has never been a time when he wasn't, and there never will be a time where he isn't. In other words, God always was, and he always is, and there never will be a time when God isn't. He's Elohim. Come on, somebody. He is not Johnny come lately. In other words, it's a, it, 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 this is a spiritual matter that we're dealing with. This is a spiritual matter that we're dealing with, family of God. We have to get out of the natural and start looking at things in the spiritual because that's how the enemy moves. That's how the enemy attacks. He's not coming at you physically because let me tell you something. Jesus can heal anybody. So that's not an issue. 
You see, it would be different right here if you got sick and God couldn't heal you. So that's not an issue. You take it, you know, you move through it. Well, God, I believe there is a lesson that I need to learn through this. But see, when you're talking spiritual, this is where most of us, we turn a blind eye. Because we don't want to see it. Because of the stuff that is going on in our lives. So we don't want to deal with it. We don't want to recognize it. It's easy for me to look at somebody else than to look at my own mess. It's easy to do that. It's easy, and that's why as a pastor, as a preacher, I have to stop and I'm, you know, you know sometimes I'm like, Lord, as a preacher, I'm standing up here saying these things, and, and I know that can be pointed right back at me. They say, when you point one finger at somebody, you got about three or four pointed back at you. So I want to be real mindful of what I say and how I say it, and want it to come across in love, but with power and with conviction, because I don't want nobody to leave up out of here talking about he glossed over that thing. No, 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 no. I'm going to say it, like it, or love it, leave it, however you choose to do with it, but I'm telling you, I'm going to give it to you. You do what, you can pack it up, you can put it in a frame, you can box it up, you can sit on the shit, whatever you do with it, that's on you. I can't do nothing with that. I can't make nobody live right. I can't make nobody forgive. I can't make nobody confess. I can't make nobody love their spouse. I can't do that. But too many times the pastor get a call as if the pastor is supposed to just don his cape and save the day. And I was nowhere around when you walked down the aisle. I was nowhere around when they was calling you boo baby. Nowhere. Wasn't around when all of that went down. But all of a sudden, called pastor. <laughs> I, saw, I read that. <laughs> called pastor. And I'm sitting here in my little limited understanding trying to get all the Jesus I can. Y'all do know, y'all, hold on. Y'all do know I don't have all of Jesus. Y'all do know that, right? Y'all do know I'm still on this pilgrimage with you, right? Y'all do know that I have to pray. Y'all do know I have to love my wife. Y'all do know that, right? Y'all do know I have to talk nice to her. I do. And it's not that I have to, be, if I want to stay off the couch, if I want to eat that meal she's got brewing right now. Come on. Anyway, anyway. I'm, I, I, listen, it's a title. Please understand me, family of God. God has given me special abilities as it relates to certain, certain leadership skills that I'm aware of that I didn't know I had that God has blessed me and I understand. Now, does everybody buy into it? You know, I heard somebody say a long time ago that if, uh, that, that, that if a leader is out taking a walk and there's nobody behind him, he's just taking a good walk. Okay, I'm going to leave that there. And it's always been my prayer that I'm not, I'm not just out taking a good walk. That there is something, God, while it may not be the mega, but whatever you give me, God, I want to be, I want to do right by it. 
the big, the small, it doesn't matter. He's going to give me what I need. Somebody said, man, you got all those girls. I said, well, look, God, gonna, God gave me what I need. I didn't need a whole bunch of boys. I probably wouldn't be standing here right now. <laughs> Y'all know how boys can be. Because I know how I was. And if I had five of me, Lord have mercy. I know I wouldn't be here right now. But I have five girls and one son. And all they could say, they don't talk about the boy. They don't talk about, man, you got all those girls. Well, that's what I needed. Because God understood I needed some, I needed some love. I need to learn how to be compassion. I need to learn how to, how to be patient. I needed to learn. I needed to learn this, guys. I needed to learn how to be gentle. I wasn't gentle. But my girls, I'm gentle now. I'm just gentle. My wife, it's over. It's a wrap. Call me what you want to call me, but I got 25 years in. Help me, Lord. And trying to get 25 more. Come on, somebody. So call it what you want to call it. But he gave me the woman that I needed. He gave me the church family that I needed. Likewise, he gave you the pastor that you needed. This thing works both ways. This isn't a one-way street. It takes all of us. Every last one of us. That's how this thing works. So when you damage the foot, do your, do, do your body feel like, I was going to use another example, but I'm going to stay with that one. When you, when you stump your toe, I know you stumped your toe, but that thing affects your whole body. You start limping, your legs give out. You. When you injure a part of your body, you injure everything. And we have to stop injuring each other. God tells us in the word. He's Elohim. He's always there. This is the name, this is the name Jehovah, Jehovah, uh, uh, the name identifies the Lord as self-existent. Jehovah, that's what that means. He's self-existent. No one created him. We, we, the other beliefs, he was always there. And he will always be there. And you can't do anything about it. The name identified here as he's a covenant keeper. The God who stands by his word and the God who can be trusted. He said, I'm not going to tell you one thing and do something else. He's God all by himself. And he said, I don't need anybody else. So have you not known? Have you not heard that this everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faint nor is he weary? He, not faint. he, don't, he don't get weak at the knees. There is nothing you can say or nothing you can do that will cause God to get weak. 
So this is the name uh, that appears so many times here in the Old Testament and the compound names of God. In other words, he's Jehovah Rapha. The Lord is my shepherd. He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. He's Jehovah Shalom. The Lord my peace. He's Jehovah Rapha. The Lord my healer. In other words, he is the Lord Sitganu. The Lord my righteousness. Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there. He's Jehovah Nisi. He is Jehovah Makadesh. The Lord my sacrifice. He is Jehovah El Elyon. The Lord Most High. He is Jehovah. He's my everything. He's my all. Whatever I need, I can go to him. I don't have to worry about it because he is who he said he is. He is my creator. This name right here identifies him as the one who made everything out of nothing. Ah, he's my creator. Oh, I love it because Isaiah writes about this, the nature of God. He said he doesn't faint. In other words, God never becomes fatigued despite the fact that he is upholding all these things, the world in the palm of his hand. He doesn't faint, nor does he grow weary. In other words, he never grows tired from his labor. God never gets tired of loving you. He never will get tired of hearing from you. He will never get tired of you calling on his name. But see, we have to understand that the enemy will cause you to believe that God don't want to hear about that. That God don't want you dealing with talking about that. That God don't want you to bring that up. That God wants you to keep that little sin. Keep that on the DL. Keep that on the hush. Don't bring that one up. You've already talked to God about that. You've already been to God about that. Let me tell you something. Go to him again. And if you got to go again, I need you to go again. And if you just by chance have to go one more time, I want to encourage you to go again. Because at some point in time or another, God will show up and he will show out. Because he's good like that. He's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Oh, I could have ran it down backwards, but I don't want to show off. God is my everything. God is my all in all. So whenever I feel like going in the towel, I pump my brakes and I realize that God got me when I feel like making a call and running somebody's name down I simply pump my brakes because I recognize that I'm a God got it when I feel like doing something that I shouldn't do I simply pump my brakes because I realize that God got it under control I get it sometimes the weight gets a little heavy the road gets a little longer and the bike seems to hurt a little bit more but if my people who are called by my name will simply humble themselves seek my face pray and I not we're in heaven will seek their face will call answer them he said if you simply will call on me I will answer you I will answer you 
because God understands and God knows. God sees everything. He recognizes all of the drama. He sees all of the pain. He recognizes uh, all of the issues. Uh, he see the confusion. Uh, he see it all unfolding. Uh, but God has said, if my people uh, would simply tap in uh, to what I've already given them, uh, if they would simply just stop uh, and do what I've already commanded them to do, uh, then they would be able to make it through it. Uh, and not just make it through it, uh, but they would make it out of it. Uh, but they continuing uh, to do in their own thing. Uh, they continue uh, to march to their own beat. Uh, they continue Continue to do their own ideology. But if my people would simply stop long enough and let me be who I said I am and quit trying to dictate what I ought to do and how I ought to do it, you know how it is. God will do something, He'll allow something to happen, and you will get mad, upset, and you try to do it yourself instead of you recognizing that this is of God, that this is not of man. Could it be that the enemy? is using? Could it be that the enemy is showing up? Could it be that it's the enemy that's in control? Could it be that all this stuff that is happening is being controlled by the evil one? Quit looking to your left and to your right. Trying to dictate what somebody else ought to do and learn how to look in the mirror and make the necessary changes that need to be done. Because at the end of the day, he's saying whosoever will, let them come let them come whosoever don't you bring them don't you try to coerce them don't you try to write a note for them don't you try to do any of that if they want to come they'll come by themselves and if they choose not to come it's not my job to throw a rope around them and try to drag them along the way because at the end of the day I got to make sure of my calling and my election God gave me a job gave me a responsibility I'm going to do mine. When are you going to do yours? Quit worrying about mine. Quit looking at mine. Try to, try to size mine up as if you know how mine ought to be. If you were so good at mine, then why ain't you up here? If you were so good at it, then why didn't you go get the degree? But instead, you chose medical. Instead, you chose lawyer. Instead, you did something else. Do what you do and let God be God. I'm just trying to help somebody along the way because at the end of the day he's just good like that oh can I get about three or four folk in here that don't mind talking about the goodness of God he's better than Kool-Aid he's gooder than good won't he do it I said won't he do it won't he will he will he won't he won't he do it won't he do it You have to understand, my friends, uh, this is possible for us as well. In other words, the Lord has promised to give you the strength that you need to be able to surmise the storms uh, of, of the world. Uh, you have to understand even the disciples. Uh, he did this for the disciples. Uh, you understand when Jesus died on the cross, uh, the disciples were divided, uh, discouraged, and defeated. Uh, they were ready to quit. Uh, they believed that all their efforts uh, to serve God uh, 
had been defeated, had been wasted, and that their faith in Jesus had been misplaced. Oh, they had to pump their brakes because the Bible tells me if we fast forward that after after the resurrection of Christ, when the disciples had pumped their brakes, they became fearless in their proclamation of the gospel. And over 3,000 came into the church on one occasion. And on another occasion, the Bible tells me that there were about 5,000 came in later. Millions are saved by the end of the first century. Why? Because the disciples pumped their brakes. They didn't quit when they thought to quit. They didn't throw in the towel when they thought to throw in the towel. They simply pumped their brakes, relied on God, trusted him when he couldn't trace him, believed when believing was unbearable, and they held on even when they had to holler. They understood that there was something to this thing. I don't understand it. I can't figure it out. But the disciples had to pump their brakes. Consider Paul. Oh, yes, Paul. Paul Paul had to pump his brakes. You see, he was an angry black man. The enemy of the church and of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But after he was saved by grace, he was empowered to soar high into the glory of God. God took Paul and transformed him into a dynamic missionary for Christ. Paul pumped his brakes. Oh yes, this is what he said right here in Philemon, uh, 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 Philippians. He said, brother, I, I, I count not myself to have apprehended, but that, that, but, but that this one thing um, I do, uh, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward for those things which are to, uh, which are to come. I press towards the mark of the higher calling. When Paul penned these words, he was in a Roman prison. But that was merely his physical location. But spiritually, oh, help me, Lord. Spiritually, Paul was flying high in Jesus Christ, uh, making a difference in the world. Uh, he did this uh, uh, when, 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 when most others would have given up. Uh, Paul, enabled to mount up with wings as eagles, he touched his generations for God. Many generations. Why? Because Paul pumped his brakes. He pumped his brakes. Can I go a little further? I'm about to get out of here. I got about another hour. <laughs> you see, God gives grace to us. God extends grace to us. God know what we need before we're in need of it. God see all of that. And just because God sees tragedy, he's not going to always skip you around it or move you. Sometimes it's the tragedy that helps you to become strong. Sometimes it's the test that develops the testimony. You see, we want everything to be smooth sailing. That's why I had to check myself. I had to pump my brakes and make sure that I say things the right way. Because you have to understand, see, I, I, listen, other pastors, I, I, I went to school, I, just in case you wondered, how did I get, how did I get here? Do I have a degree? Um, I do have papers to say that I 
I, I, I know y'all wondering this. He can't be from the school of the prophets. He, he can't be. But, but the truth of the matter is, I, I, did, I did go to class. I did it in college, maybe not in high school as much, and maybe grade school. But in college, I was there. I didn't skip. I went to class. So I understand that preachers, there's a certain decorum. Well, I don't fit that. I'm a little different. Because, see, I, my, my testimony is different from other preachers. Now, they may have been saved. I'm sure they've been saved as well. But I can't shout for them. You see, my shout for them may only go so high. But my shout for what God has. Hey! See, when I shout because of what God has done for me, oh, it's a little different. It's a little special, amen. It's not like everybody else's because, see, I've gone through the fire. And I've been through the flood. I've had some stuff happen to me before. And if it wasn't for the goodness of Jesus, if it wasn't for God on my side, so I do what I do because of who he is. I preach like I preach because of who he is. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to get into the kingdom of the living God. So I move the way I move because of him. So he gives grace to those who are just walking through the mundane events of this daily existence. But we think that we are only serving the Lord when something big is happening to us and through us. The fact is that it's nothing bigger than the Christian who simply walk with the Lord day by day. It's not always pretty. It's not always looking good. It's not always pleasant. Sometimes the day to day can be a little mundane. But God gives us the grace that we need. So I'm about to bless, you, bless somebody with this one. You see, David, David went about, <laughs> David went about uh, uh, keeping his father's sheep. Countless days, endless routine, the same things day in and day out. Boredom at its best. That is what marked the life of David. Yes, it was in the, to, uh, in, 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 in the treacherous trenches of his life that David learned to be the man of God uh, and eventually a man after God's own heart. Uh, it was there alone in those mountains, uh, isolated from all others, uh, left alone, maybe feeding, uh, feeling forgotten, doing the same thing day after day after day over and over it was there that David learned the, uh, uh, the priceless lesson of faithfulness. It was during those moments of isolation. It was during those moments of going over the sheep over again, watching, bringing, taking them out and, and bringing them in. It was that where David learned faithfulness. 
David applied himself to the task by giving his best during the mundane times of life. Then when God promoted him, he did not have to learn to be faithful. He was already there. He already knew how. He did not have to learn responsibility. Why? Because he had already learned that lesson. God used the unending grimness of the routine to shape David for greatness. It was at that point. So here it is, family of God. If I can make it real clear, sometimes it's the simple things. Sometimes it's the over and over, the dead-end job. Sometimes it's that one thing that you seem that you need to get rid of, get out of. It could be that God is keeping you there to teach you a life lesson. Could it be that God's trying to teach you to be patient? Could it be that God's trying to teach you to trust him? Could it be that God God is trying to help you to believe a little bit more? Could it be that God just wants you to see his face and quit complaining all the time? Pump your brakes and let God be God. Stop crying and complaining all the time and pump your brakes and see God in the midst of the troubles. See God in the midst of the devastation. See God in the midst of the yeses and of the noes. See God in the midst of the problem see God in the midst of it see God in the midst of the hurt see God in the midst of the confusion pump your brakes and look at God and watch him work because David grew David was able to deal with Goliath as a result of tending those sheep David was able to now become king as a result of tending those sheep. So don't look at the little small stuff as if it's a bad thing. That job that you hate so much. Could it be that some time later <laughs> that God has something in store for you? Could it be that you work in that job? Putting those presentations together, could it be that God is trying to set you up for something greater? Could it be that God is trying to hold you just long enough to show you just how powerful he really is? That's why we got to learn how to trust him in the midst of it all. I'm finished. Trust the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to thine own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Pump your brakes, family. I'm going to let you out a little early. <laughs> that way you can go home and meditate on the word. Some day activities. Pump your brakes. It may not make sense right now ah, I get it I get it now I didn't get it earlier but I get it right now that God has a sense of humor <laughs> there is no way you're going to tell me that you can sit in here and laugh and God can't huh 
There's no way you're going to convince me that you can come in here and enjoy the fellowship with each other. But yet God don't enjoy fellowship with us. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Quit. We have to start recognizing when the enemy is at work. <laughs> we have to start recognizing when this is not of God, but this is of the devil. I don't care who he is or who she is. Judas, sorry, Sister Teresa, you're a wonderful treasure. Judas was the treasure. <laughs> I do love you, right? <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> but yet, he allowed Satan to use him. He was one of the boys. He was a disciple. He was the one that's supposed to have been leading folk to Christ. And he did. He did. He led them to him. <laughs> he just led the wrong group of folk. He led the ones that came to kill him. We have to learn how to stop looking solely at the individual and start looking at the spiritual. I'm trying to help us, family. We don't hear this because that's my sister, that's my brother. They've been over to my house. We broke bread together. I can't, I can't, Elder Wellington, I can't, I can't tell you you're wrong. Brother, I can't, I can't do that. That's my, that's my guy. That's my elder. I can't tell him that. Yes, I can. Brother, you're wrong, and you need to make it right. If I'm a friend, and I say friend, because you know, sometimes we say pastor, like the pastor. No, I'm a friend, too. I like to be a friend. I want you to know that you can call me as a friend, and we just have a good conversation, chop it up a little bit, and Let's see how we can make it right. I would like to believe that if my wife and I ever have any issues. Now, here it is. And I'm going to be careful when I say this because as the church, you know, you, we want to, you know, you want your pastor and first lady to, to have that look, that image. And you want to know that, you know, if I'm going to come to that man for counseling, I'm going to need to know that he got his stuff together. Because if he messing, messing around on Sister Fields, I can't come in his office. So we're not going to just come in here and present something that is not true, even though there have been times we had a situation going on right before we got to church. She didn't say nothing to me. I wasn't saying nothing to her. Sister Fields, this sister sitting right here. We rolled about 20 minutes. I think she saw everything on the right side and I saw everything on the left. I don't even know how I was driving looking out the window. <laughs> but when we got to that church and the elder was outside holding the door open for us but we grabbed hands happy Sabbath oh happy Sabbath kissed her hand took her coat and all that stuff there. and by the time we got home we were speaking and everything was good I don't even know what it was honey 
<laughs> she said it was my fault. It probably was. I don't know if I was rushing her out the house because at that time I was trying to, come on, you got to go, you got to go. I'm coming, I'm coming. But you ain't coming fast enough. That's her girl. Okay, my bad. <laughs> but we have to learn how to love on each other and quit looking at each other as the enemy. You're not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. I'm not here to bring you down. I'm not here to bring you down. I'm not here to make your life miserable. And I would like to believe I wasn't sent here for you to make my life miserable. It goes two ways. It's not just the pastor. It's the members as well. It's not just solely on me to declare the gospel message. It takes all of us. Every last one of us. You may not even attend here on a regular. Guess what? Now it's on you too. So here it is. I don't know where you are in your walk with Christ. I don't know. But I have to extend the invitation. I have to make the invitation. And I love making the invitation. Because I love it when new believers come to the Lord. Kind of takes me back when I came into the house. Oh, that was a good moment. So here it is. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you have not given your heart to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity this morning or this afternoon to give your life to Christ. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Don't want to end this session without extending that invitation. Because here it is, as I said before, I don't want us to leave here the same way we came. I want us to leave here with a newfound love for the things of God, a better relationship, a commitment that today forward, I'm, I aim to walk closer with my Savior. Is there one? Maybe somebody here, maybe you've accepted Christ in your, in your earlier years and you may have strayed away. Maybe you've veered off and you say pastor I just want to I just want to get back on the right path I, I veered off so far I don't know the, which road to get back on well let me help you get on that road so if you have accepted Christ you veered and you want to get back in line with Christ this invitation is for you is there one is there one is there one my last appeal if you want Jesus to help you pump your brakes you need God to slow you down just a little bit to help you get him in focus and get him in view. You've been moving so fast where Jesus is now in the rearview mirror and you slow up so he can catch up with you. Is there one? I ask that you will stand, if you will stand on your feet. Amen. 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 We're about to pray. 
Father God, I thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. For you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. And Lord, as we pump our brakes, as we slow up, we're moving fast. We're moving beyond ourselves. We ask, oh God, that you will help us to see you. That you will slow us up enough, oh God, where we can be with you walking side by side. I thank you for all of those that have made the commitment to, to walk closely with you. Who have asked you, oh God, just from them standing, saying, Lord, help me pump my brakes. Help me to be more like you. Help me to see you in all things. So that when you crack the sky, I'll be prepared to receive you. Thank you so much for all of those under the sound of my voice. We ask as always to forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together? Can we worship God in this space? Can we bless his name? Hallelujah. the Lord one more time but that beautiful message by the pastor pumping our brakes amen praise the Lord thank you pastor for allowing the Lord to use you now we just want to remind you we hope to see you tomorrow for dad's memorial service at five o'clock at Northside and we just want you to just continue to pray for us and let's bow our heads for our benediction. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this powerful message, Lord. Help us to pump our brakes, Lord, so that we can hear that still, small voice and hear the Holy Spirit telling us, Lord, to get right on, on the road, Lord. We're just so thankful now unto God that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace both now and forevermore. And the church said together, amen. amen.